Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Wes, what's up? What's up, dude? How you doing? Good, doing good. Another day, kicking off the week with... Uh, Another episode here and some training, got some training in today. Well, I didn't get any roles in, but I did some instruction and was actually in the academy this morning. So started off the week well. How That's awesome, you? dude. I haven't trained this week. I trained over the weekend. Um, so yeah. Was Do you good, do some ho- holiday open mat at Wes's house? We did not the day of or the day after, but we trained over the weekend. Yeah, we trained pretty much all the way up to Thanksgiving. Took those couple days off and then uh, trained the weekend. So then today, like after we get off here, I'll do some cardio when I get done. Um, Tomorrow I'll lift, probably do a little bit of cardio, but tomorrow will be a lifting day for me and and I'll train um, at noon here. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Wednesdays are usually some sort of cardio day. Thursdays I usually lift. Plus I train. I usually train on Wednesdays too. So <laughs> dude, it's every day you're lifting and training. I'm doing, I'm doing something <laughs> yeah. usually every day. So that's uh, good. Yeah. I try and squeeze, you know, I think the way that I think about it is if I'm, you know, it previously I had done jujitsu three or four times a week. And so I've been kind of had this idea think like in my head and I, I think I'm doing a post about it here soon. If I'm training three or four days a week in jujitsu, there's three or four more days where you're potentially doing yeah. nothing. That's people. not how like for some people that's mm-hmm. and ultimately that's not how I mean that will kind of I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. I mean there there's so much more room for Mm-hmm. development and growth yeah in those sure. three or four days and it, it doesn't have to be on the mat it can be off the mat for me now i'm training my training loads are a lot as far as on the mat are, are a lot more but i'm 
doing more lifting and cardio at this point because I'm, I'm i am competing again here soon so i want to i'm not so much in like world masters mode but i am in like i do have a competition coming up and i do need to make sure that i'm staying yeah. maintaining my gains from that training so um you know three or four days if and the way that i th- think about it is if the way that the the, po- the way that the post is coming, it's going to say something to the effect of, if your intensity is so high that you can only train on the mats three or four days a week, then there's three or four days that you're doing nothing because right. the intensity is so high. But that it doesn't even have to be about intensity. Some people are just happy training three or four days a week, mm-hmm. uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I lived most of my jujitsu career doing that yeah. because I was in grad school or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's still three or four days where, mm-hmm. you know, an hour, I mean, there's, I can easily squeeze in an hour session three or yeah. four days a week That's, off the mat and, and still get some really good benefits to the things that I'm trying to do. So you could do 15 um, minutes. Totally. You know, that's the thing. It's all about commitment and I'm the same, I'm in the same boat, you know, I'm like, there's just days, especially recently it's been like just the last few months have been really rough. I've been just completely out of my schedule. Like I, I'm usually very regimented, you know, like these days I do jujitsu, these days I lift all that, you know, and I was getting for years and years and years, six, seven days. Sometimes I would stop, have to stop myself from going the seventh day of the week. Right. I just get in that good of a rhythm and you feel great. And that doesn't mean that I'm just like going crazy in the strength gym and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, but I'm there every day I'm doing something, you know, and I even myself need to get better at, even if I can't make it to the gym, there's nothing to say. I can't do some like body weight exercises for 20 minutes in my totally. bedroom, you know, and that, that in itself, if you get into that habit, that, that is tremendous for your health, just doing those simple mm-hmm. exercises, that, but it's the the repetitions. You know, yep. it's the consistent consistency with everything, you know, um, you can build up strong legs with air squats if you do totally. thousands of them, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. um, but it takes discipline, you know, but I feel you with that because I've been this last few months, it's like, um, going through some injuries. So like a couple of the injuries, I really couldn't do jujitsu or lift. So I try to work around it, you know, and, but I had my back hurt, my thumb was hurt, still is hurt. And then I got COVID. So I'm just like, I told, I was talking to you before the podcast, I'm just getting back into it these last couple of weeks and, you know, making myself, even though it, it, I might not want to do it because I haven't been in the rhythm. You know, I always, I'm Mm -hmm. the first to always tell people, I'm like working out it's it's the easiest thing to stop going to do and the hardest thing to get back into because i've done it myself so many times you know so um it's not even like i stopped i was still around the gym i'd still do light stuff but it's just not the same so like i told you i'm just trying to get back into a rhythm so where i can build up my you know consistency but also my my cardio and get my my athleticism back you know i just and i've been eating bad too you know just to like yeah, go down this path where the discipline starts lacking, you know, mm-hmm. this is my person personally, you know? So I was talking saying yesterday, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to hold myself accountable and like make December like a really healthy month 
because I think it'll help my physical too, because I've been eating like crap, honestly. Um, and for me, that means too much sugar, too many carbs, candy laying around Halloween, all the candy, you know, I mean, it's just sweets. That's mainly it for me. I still eat good at times, but it's like excess, excess. So, um, that I'm going to start cutting out. So I'm getting to jump on the new year diet like this month. <laughs> Cause I just, um, you know, you know, getting back and getting, being sore these last couple of weeks. I'm like, okay. Cause you know how it, it goes, all goes together, yeah. you know, it's so important together. And most of us do one aspect and not the other, or a little mixture of both, but people, you definitely perform better when you have a healthy diet and you're consistent with your diet. And so that's where I'm at, man. I, it's, you yeah, know. dude, I, and you know, you, you're, you're very committed to, uh, your health, you mm-hmm. know, like you do all, you do all that, you know, you have historically, I mean, you've been lifting for yeah my whole life, actually your whole life. Yeah. You know, you've been in a strength gym, you know, you're, you're committed to that. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. This conversation keeps coming up in, in my life. Um, I was just talking to my wife, Melissa, about this because uh, we've talked about in the f- somewhat future having a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've talked about on the podcast previously, my, grand- my grandfather died of a heart attack. And my mom, she's, 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 to, she's not in great health. She's, I mean, she's obese. Yeah. You know, so... Um, and, you know, I read a paper a while back and it, it, the whole thing was, um, it was looking at obesity and its entire hypothesis was it takes like multiple generations to correct the, like he- basically health and like obesity right. going generationally. And, um, uh, you know, I was talking to Melissa about this and I was like, like, being super committed to my health and fitness even you know once we have a kid like it means that much to me yeah to make sure that i maintain that and i told her i was like because you know my mom is not super healthy and i want like i want that for my mom because you know i want her to be healthy but Mm -hmm. she's never had a healthy lifestyle her parents didn't live a healthy lifestyle they both smoked multiple packs a day and you know Mm -hmm. she doesn't smoke but you know that uh that whole that's what she came up with she didn't come up in a healthy environment that the prior that had people that were prioritizing their health definitely and that plays a big factor into it and Mm -hmm. i see like my my mom who particularly ignores a lot of health things um and I, I was just telling her, I was like, I don't want to be that way. And I want to, as much as I can, make sure that when, you know, if and when we ever do have a kid, that that health is a priority to us because yeah. I don't want to be, I, I want to be able to run and play and jump and mm-hmm. do all that stuff with a, with a kid. And it's super important to me. So, yeah. you know, hearing you kind of go through, like, I know that you, like, you and I both know you're just you're just going to start back lifting again and yeah. <laughs> create, you know, it's not like a, no. you know, you, it's my, it's not my like struggle it's gone, is, my you know? struggle is like a temporary one that I know I can get beyond. 
where right. some pe- some people they've never been there. They've yeah. never been to that place, and they're trying to get to where they can go six, seven right. days a week, you know, or doing anything for three days a week, doing jujitsu so, for for two days a week. I mean, totally, people aren't there, you know. So, and you have people on both of those ends of those spectrums, yes, yeah. yeah, and yeah. everybody's, I mean, you know, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. how can I get? How can I get to that? You know, yeah. how can I? Two or three times, maybe you know, maybe somebody's struggling two or three times a week on the gym, and yeah. You know, whatever, but it's, it's, uh, it's all relative to the person in this situation. A lot of times you and I, obviously we were speaking from our own experience on the podcast. So our listeners, they hear us and it's like, oh, these guys are trying to train three, four times a week. You know, I talked to a young lady athlete the other day here in the Valley. She's really good. Like how, how often are you training? You know, oh, you know, at least two or three times a day, every day, pretty much mm-hmm. six days a week. So there's like levels to this game, you know, it's like, yeah, that is, we, you and I could not keep up with that, you know, totally. That's a young person's game at that level. And I know several Mm -hmm. people that train, you know, multiple times a day, they're super competitive, but you know what I mean? It's like, so I always kind of want to level set that sometimes it might think, you know, you and I might be sitting here thinking, oh my God, four times a week we're training, you know, feeling great. And people are like, some people, I mean, honestly, some people are like, oh, I get that in two days, you know? Yeah. And the hard training. So it's all relative, you know, to your, you know, your history, your, your commitment, but also your needs, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the last several years I've been operating where I can do, you know, the best for me is three days of jujitsu and three days of strength training. So, you know, I've done both where I've tra- done both more, you know, but I, there's like this fine line for me where it's like, I got to kind of balance it at, at my age, you know, I'm balancing everything. It's a balancing act, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I train maybe too much jujitsu or go four times and let's say I'm hot rolling hard every day, maybe I'm too broken and beat down. So where then I start, maybe I go lift the next day and I get injured or my neck hurts or I pull, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those are things I have to think about constantly because, um, it's always one or the other, you know, I'm just like, uh, if I strain my back in jujitsu, it affects the lifts and the strength Mm -hmm. training. And then you get weak in some areas and you overcompensate and then you go back and forth. So, you know, one of the topics we were chatting about is just like working through injuries and that in itself, it's like, what what how much can you train how much workload can you put in which is what we're talking about right now and then also how do you which which you in particular becoming more and more of an expert at this is how do you train or rehab those you know those pain aches and pains you have because it might not always be an injury right it might be something Mm -hmm. that's i guess it depends on the definition of injury but you might have something where you probably shouldn't be rolling and doing too much jujitsu where it's not anything major, but it could lead to something. Could you know? turn into something. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen that a bunch of times. Um, I've seen it in particular with ribs, honestly, mm-hmm. in the gym. You know, I we have that service at our at our site where we spray cold vapor right on the injured area. And um we've done a bunch of those on ribs. It's almost always a, a grappler or somebody that does martial arts, but 
I've done several of the guys at our gym. I've done my own ribs, popped my ribs a couple of times. And it, let me tell you something, it, I don't have any like scientific data or it's not like we track anything, you know, we're just, Mm -hmm. we're just a a spa service or a service uh, company, but just listening back from athletes, it speeds up the process tremendously, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know that for myself, just, I'm holding my ribs right now when I'm talking, it's just funny, (laughs) but because that's where, you know, I I have like a protruding one because I've injured it so many times, you know, in grappling. So, um, it's like that cartilage gets inflamed, I think is what those injuries are too. And, um, man, they take forever, but it's really one of those ones you have to be careful when you're grappling. Cause I've seen, Mm -hmm. I've literally told a man to his face, at least one, you got to take it easy out there with this one. It's usually four to six weeks, depending on the severity. I mean, I've known people that have slight ones, but if you get one of those ones where the first day or two is like, it hurts to sneeze that type of thing going on. It's going to be a few weeks. And if you keep getting in those positions, you're in half guard and somebody's smashing you or, you know, you're whatever it is in jujitsu. I mean, you know how much the midsection gets involved with everything. So um, I've seen a couple guys where they go back and they hurt it more and then they're out for a couple months. That's Um, my story with ribs. Yeah. I've <laughs> so got one of those. The the cold, yep. the cold vapor, man, it helps tremendously get the inflammation down. It feels it it literally not only does it help speed it up, but you literally just feel relief, which is mm-hmm. probably the best part about that treatment is people feel especially something like that where it's just bugging you, bugging the shit out of you constantly. And um they take time, those things. And but I guess my point was is you gotta like some of these. Some of these you can train around, like my thumb. I've been trying, I've been wrapping the wrapping it. I have a brace, you know, mm-hmm. and just going and teaching and getting some rolls in and went to an open mat this last weekend. But, uh, you know, you gotta be smart about these things. And a lot of people aren't, you know, I mean, Not I've even, all. I've even have people in our class and stuff and I'm hearing them the way they're, and you know, this, this is kind of what we talk about this all the time with your business in our podcast, but people training through injuries and, Man, it's like uh, you gotta, you, you almost have to, I guess, ask, you gotta know what the hell's going on first, right? I mean, what would you, what would you say in terms of like somebody that might not know? Cause we're in the, we've been in this game for a while, but I've, I've literally had younger grapplers where um, I've had a white belt come into my shop and his elbow was just torn up, you know, and he's like completely clueless, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm recommending you should probably go get that looked at or whatever. Yeah. I can help you with some cold and get the, but you know, he probably didn't tap to his, got his arm cranked or something, you know, arm bar, whatever. But what would you tell somebody that's maybe we know, I know who I'm going to go to is like yourself or people that can diagnose mm-hmm. what's going on first. And then, you know, obviously look at what type of treatment. If you didn't done jujitsu long enough, you're going to know these things or know people that have went through them. But for someone new, what would you tell them? You know, same thing, just go get some expert opinion go to the BJJ physio <laughs> uh, so, man. So, so there's the, so the, I guess the first thing that I want to unpack there is that this is, I don't want to say this is like a, a, uh, like a hot, like a hot take here. But what I want to say is that in my opinion, 
The way that jujitsu athletes normalize pain and dysfunction is one of the worst parts of jujitsu culture that yeah. I have seen. It is, it is terrible. It's like people roll into gyms. Mm-hmm. I mean, duct tape together. Yeah. It's like, and they, they think it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Like, to not take care of these issues. What do you think that's from? I have, I have my own opinion. Or let's just break that down. What do you think that's well, from? I mean, Probably I, from the I, culture of jiu-jitsu, just being culture tough, of jiu-jitsu tough guy where sport. Tough guys, a lot of coaches in the past have previously, um, they have... Uh, they they've passed that on. I mean, they've passed that. Uh, the they culture have perpetuated. They yeah. have perpetuated mm-hmm. to tr- just you just need to train through it. You need to train yeah. harder. Keep showing up. Yeah, we both li- we've literally heard these words come out of people. I'm sure yeah, you've absolutely. heard people say and that. You know, you see, you you know, if you if you hang around in the gym long enough, you sit on the sidelines with somebody, and they will they'll sit there and tell you, oh yeah, my my knees are barely functioning. Yeah, you know, or or oh, I can't. I can't turn my, I can't even, I can't bend my head to the left at all. This you know? is, by the way, listeners, this is the exact moment Wes thought, uh, I'm going to open up the BJJ physio as my, <laughs> as my place of work, because everyone sits on the side of it, on the mats and they just all need help. Nobody knows what to do with their injuries. And literally that's, basically how you came up with this just mm-hmm. to give you a, a shameless plug i mean that is literally why you told me this is you know you want to help these athletes it's because you've been around and you know this whole it's a weird thing this whole culture about it's just i don't you know what it is it's it's like it's this it's the 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 whole macho part of it the culture the historical you know coming out of brazil there's no you know there's no pansies getting through there you know what i mean you're gonna mm-hmm. you're not gonna complain that's just how hardcore the gyms were from what i totally heard. um yeah. you know you you don't complain about that stuff you get in there the next day and if you're not in the next day your coach is gonna ask you where you are mm-hmm. so that's probably where it started you know but you know it's 2021 we have you know we're, we've come a long way it's like i think jujitsu has been a little slow or maybe not slow but i think we're in that I don't know what age you would call it. I wouldn't say golden age, but where we're building into something it's, bigger. You know, it's rapidly where, changing. Yeah, rapidly changing. It needs it needs some more professionalism in the way athletes. And I think we're getting there more. Obviously, mm-hmm. since I've been doing it, I've seen a huge change in professionalism and how athletes are uh, treating the sport. You know, with the highest level. Yes, you're going to get that, but. The thing with jujitsu is there's so many amateurs that do it, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's I think is like this, but I'm trying to think of other sports that people do that get injured a lot and just work through the injuries. I don't know. Wrestling probably, but there's Rest, not, yeah, there's not like adult, am, there's not a lot of adult amateur wrestlings, right? Yeah. I mean, jujitsu is just blown up to where the regular the woman that works down the road, the school teacher, she's training now, you know, and she might not have ever went to the gym in her life. And now she's facing I mean, you, these things, you know. You don't see this with uh, rec league, at least that I know. I mean, maybe I'm not in a rec league baseball or softball league. 
Yeah. But, you know, take a 40-year-old man that sprains his whatever running to second base and and is not going to be able to play the next night. Right. Exactly. And there's nobody that's going to sit there and be like, you just need to keep playing. Yeah. You know, you just need to keep going. There's nobody that's going to do that. Get get back. That's right. Like they're going to, he's going to sit down and he's done for the day or done for the week or done for two weeks. Yeah. You know, because he's a rec league player. It's hard to compare. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. But, you know, it's just, it's, you know what it is too? There's so much uh, contact in jujitsu versus most other sports. If you think about it, there isn't really like, there's no real like master's league for football. It's because Mm -hmm. people can't last, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like football players, you know, pro football players, they're all young. The majority of them are young, you know? And the, and the, the time in sport is very short. So on average, that's mm-hmm. a rough sport. So can you imagine, like, that's what I'm saying. You imagine now taking hundreds of thousands of amateurs and they're now, it's not like you're out there playing tennis. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, bon- yeah. it's game on, you know, there, there's so much uh, inter- interactive physicality with jujitsu. It's very unique. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that. I mean, what there's nothing else that you nothing is like jujitsu that puts your body in those positions. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing like that. Yeah, you know, I uh the reason, you know, I've started to post I'm, I'm starting to post more about this. I've gotten away from it um because I've been focusing on cardio and getting getting people to do more cardio and showing some of my the the coaching platform that I use and mm-hmm. and all that stuff and I was tagged in a post and the person asked, um, what's the worst thing that's ha- what's the worst injuries that you've had in jujitsu? And it was uh a guy that's got tens of thousands of followers. And I started I just started scrolling through these answers and I, I was like I was like, this is unbelievable. Like yeah. I, I was blown away and like people are just it was just normal oh, and people were like probably. laughing about yeah. it. Yeah. And to me, it was really sad. And I was like, I have got so much more work to do. <laughs> you got a, I, I was you have like, a lot of potential I, clients, man. I was like, I have got so much more work to do to get people to realize that you can work on these things. You can fix these things. Yeah. You don't, if, you know, it, you know, you go like, if you're, man, if you're, a, you, you're going to see this one come out too there. If you're a white belt competing in a tournament and you separate your shoulder and you think that, Oh, I it's a glory. Like, Oh, I got these medals and it's, it's, yeah. it's all pride and glory. Like, no dude, you're an idiot. Like you're risking, I'm, I hate, like you're an idiot. Oh, there's people that think that way. A hundred percent. 100%. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to show one. They're definitely and I was, to me, it was like, no dude, like you're risking a permanent lifelong injury. Yeah. Like you're risking surgery. What if the surgery gets botched? We've had somebody on our story that had on our on our podcast. If you want to listen to that one, go listen to Josh Rodriguez's um, episode where he had a surgical intervention that that failed. Yeah, um, and not just failed, but it could have been failed bad. in like an epic way. Yeah, um, you, you know when you start getting cut on, there's 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 no coming back from that. 
And it's mm-hmm. not to say that the, the surgery won't be successful, but when people start getting cut on those tissues are never the same. You, yeah. you're fixing so so-called fixing one injury, but you're inducing another one yeah. because you're cutting on those tissues. And so you're risking when risking a lifelong injury months or potentially years of rehab. Yeah. And this thing may never be the same because you wanted a gold 10 medal. Like, yeah, that's not glory brother. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm going to, it's going to come up here pretty soon. And well, that'd be, a, um, that'd be a topic in, in and of itself, you know? And so at some point it's in like, time, it is like this normalization of things of, our injuries i was yeah I, you know i went through that that uh, that other post that i was talking about where i got tagged and just saw people and you could just scroll through it and it was like this this is absolutely unbelievable i can't even believe what i'm mm-hmm. what i'm reading right now i think part, um, of it, part of it's probably natural it's it's a natural uh phenomenon that's happening honestly that's think about it because even I mean, I, maybe maybe the forefathers and if the culture was different right away, maybe jujitsu wouldn't be what jujitsu is. It wouldn't be. Yeah. Let's say they were taking through, you know, they were taking so much caution back in the day that any little thing you couldn't train. Well, that's going to change the course of the future of jujitsu. Having said that, you know, basically we are here where we are because there isn't, there was not. As jujitsu has grown and blown up, there isn't anything that tells anyone otherwise. Mm-hmm. Because it is the reality of it. That's the key. It's, it, it is the, the reality of the situation is we're all training in these environments where we're getting injured and working through. Some people are smart and some people take breaks and some people quit forever after an injury. But yeah, the, they're not, not everybody is saying, hey, get back out there and train through your injury. There are that, mm-hmm. there are that people, but I, what I'm saying is the bigger thing is that there really isn't like an, a mass education on exactly on, on what can go wrong and the things you just spoke about tissues and, and being young and being cut on. And is it worth, you know, you got to think about other things in life, but I'm just saying like, it's just a natural phenomenon that there's 10,000 comments or whatever, thousands of comments on that guy's post or hundreds of comments talking about this that doesn't surprise me because we all were there's so many people doing it and we know the rate of injury even if it's minor right it's yeah. relatively high i mean everyone i know is always it's gonna get dings <laughs> you're gonna yeah, get dings and beat, beat those, up or dinged up yeah and so naturally a lot of us can just joke about it and talk about it you and i looking in from the outside it's like oh there's a problem here but we're all living this problem. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. what is the solution? It's, it's, it's just speaking, people speaking like yourself and helping people realize those things. And it's, it's almost like it's never going to come from anyone other by people like yourself or people, us, the people that yeah. train and that get educated on it or are educated enough to know what to do and, and provide a better culture. But that doesn't mean it's not going to, the, the culture part we can change. You know, I think that's changing hundred I mean, percent. Yeah. Obviously any professional business. Okay. Let's strip the Academy and the history and the jujitsu out of it. No one in their right mind is going to say, Oh, you got injured on my property and my business. Go ahead and keep training tomorrow. 
make sure you're mm-hmm. back here tonight. That is one of the dumbest things you can do as a gym yep. owner. You know, it's like you were literally yep. setting yourself up for some, for some, some future action, obviously, especially if somebody doesn't know what to do. My gym owner told me to keep going, you know, we, mm-hmm. I told him it was this or, or just guilt people guilting you. Into, I don't, that's, that just doesn't definitely doesn't exist here in, in our circles and yeah. the gyms I'm around and know, but it is out there. You've, you've told, you know, you have different experiences and you've experienced gyms that did dojo, dojo storming. So yeah, totally. You know, there's gyms that still will slap the belt on your back when you get a promotion, you know, it's mm-hmm. like everybody does it a different way, but not everybody's a good business owner, but smart people will always say now get that looked at, you know, let's take care of that before you get back out here. I mean, I always take care of my students like that. You know, if someone's yeah. it's like, now I'm, I'm, they're their own person, but you know, I can give them my two cents. It's like this one, you need to maybe not, you know, and I have said that I'm like, you take it easy right now. Take it doesn't, what you're doing it for training isn't really doing you much anyway. You know, it's like one of those things. It's like, cause some people just want to get back out there because it's fun. Yeah. That's another huge part of this. Probably totally. a, a, a tremendously huge part. It's like you want to get out there so bad because it's fun. But then so sometimes you compromise on your abilities or what and I've done this myself. I'm we gonna wrap have. I'm gonna wrap my ankle up and I won't use that foot. So yep. something stupid like that. Or you know, and as I've done it recently with my thumb, I'm like, oh, this will be fine. First time I go to grab a grip, it jam my thumb and oh, you know, and just like so we compromise, but because you're never going to like in this sport, it's just so hard to be hundred percent, you know? So you're riding that wave. You're not like, it'd be easy if you tell me, Paul, you know, you take 45 days off and in 45 days, you will feel like a 30 year old man. You're going to be hundred percent. All that rest is going to have helped. I might consider that. Okay. But you know, that's not the case. You can't just sit there for 45 days. That's not how the body works. Right. Yeah. And maybe you shouldn't be training, but you should be doing something because let me mm-hmm. tell you, my, my shit's going to go downhill. The block. Stop working out. Stop working out completely and stop eating. Do you think you're going to be feel? You might not have the same types of injuries and sorenesses, but your health is going to be in the shithole totally. in a couple months. Yeah. So that's part of the problem is like, how do you dial it back from jujitsu, heal yourself, but you know, still keep it going, keep your mind in the game. You almost have to change up. You do have to change up your training. You know, I, I tell oh, people all the time, I've said this since I was a, a, like a, even a white belt or probably a blue belt, white belts. I didn't have the right to say anything, but I experienced as a white belt because as I got my first couple injuries, one was a rib injury. I came in every time I still came to every class. And I, I didn't even know, like, I was just like, no, I want to learn. I just can't roll. And I told my yep. instructor that there were small classes at the time. Ever since then, um, I've been telling people like, that's something you, that, you know what I mean? And I didn't have friends that do that. It's like, you don't have to go in and go hard and go crazy. Now, maybe your gym doesn't want you to come in. And, but to me, if you're, I see, I pay a lot of respect for people that do that. If you're yeah. so injured that you can't train, but you want to come in and you can definitely learn. We can all learn something mentally just watching the moves. You know, yeah. that's a yeah. huge part of your learning. If you haven't understood that yet, 
in jujitsu, that's something to get on. You know, start watching videos, start watching more jujitsu. It'll mm-hmm. definitely, definitely increase your tech technical prowess on the mats because well, you know, I mean, it's just reps. Anything you learn, yeah. the more you, the more you study it, the more you visualize it. These things are going to help. So, I've always said, you know, taking it all the way back down to that level. If you're so hurt that you need to sit out, sit out on the side of the mat. I mean, you're going to earn a lot of respect from your your fellow friends and training partners and your coach. You know, because yeah. you're still committed to learning. And I'm, I'm not saying like you should every week use something wrong and you're sitting on the mat. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you sprain your ankle and you can't train for four weeks or something yeah. like that. It doesn't mean you should take off four weeks and not think about jujitsu. That's the worst no, thing you can do. Totally. So go back in and sit and watch and be involved because part of jujitsu is the community and the involvement and mm-hmm. the evolving of everyone together. So that's that's my two cents and then so that's like that's like the lower end of the spectrum and then you get all the way up to where you know that's when you're completely injured but we get we can go to the other side where you know i got this like me right now i'm not 100 like i'm feeling really good but my thumb is still sore and i can still it's not 100 percent. so i have to train right now i'm very much as much as i can now when i'm rolling you know how you you start forgetting, but I'm trying to like protect it because I know if I keep injuring it, that's not going to do me any good. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm in this constant state of being less than hundred percent. And as you mentioned today in one of your posts, that can create like a downward spiral in other parts of your life in your mood, your relationships, your job, you know, because you're not training. So that's another big part of it, which is also why people probably train through some injuries. Yep. So it's this fine balance of everything. And isn't that what the beauty of jujitsu is? I mean, we can all do better. We can all balance more. And, And to your point also, a lot of these people just training, doing the, the air squats every day, doing the pushups and the, that strength, and we've talked about this, and not you've talked about this so many times mm-hmm. on the podcast. How it's strengthening everything in your entire body. Yeah, and if you don't know by now, if you have a strong body, it's going to a hundred percent benefit you on the mat in so many ways. And it doesn't mean strength; yep. it means strong body. You know, yeah, tougher to submit. Yep, less injuries. You know injury prevention, just being more physical um, and being able to move. Think of people that you know that are not like a specimen or never even have been to the gym that train jujitsu. They are really limited in terms of, or uh, against somebody that's super Mm -hmm. flexible, somebody that might be a a yogi on the side or, you know, you know what I mean? You know, these Gumby people, they're on one extreme. And then there's people that if they, maybe lost a couple pounds and started going to the gym and strengthening their body. They know jujitsu. Their jujitsu yeah. would immediately jump up. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. Like you can gain so much by having a healthier body on the mat. It's like, it's the known thing. Like if you look at worlds, there's no slobs winning worlds. No, none, not one none. Is ever. I don't know of any that I've ever won. So, <laughs> um, doesn't say they don't do jujitsu, but they don't, they're not at the high, you know, 
we can all strive to be better, you know, and even if it's not weight, it might be physicality, you know, mm-hmm. um, lift some weights, you know, I mean, that's, that should no longer be looked down upon in any facet of your life. I mean, they're, they're definitely more, over and over showing that strength training increases your lifespan or your, let's say your health span. Yeah. You'll live healthier, longer. You'll be more mobile, you know, longer. And you, and you prevent things like falls and breaks in your older age. Totally. Like it's super important. It's so, and it also so helps increase important. for men, helps extend your t- life of testosterone. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more you lift your bot that helps your body create testosterone. I think where people, I think may, may I could be 100% reading into this, but I think where a lot of people, when they hear lifting weights, what they imagine is like maxing out every day yeah going super heavy every every guys like grunt like right your stereotypical (laughs) walking into a gym rat walking into maybe a a powerlifting gym or right or a gym that where you've got that kind of well that kind of culture and it doesn't have to be that way no you know i Everyone does that, it different. Everyone. everyone does it different. Yeah. And for jujitsu athletes, like I, you know, I've told this to people when I'm, when I talk to them and, uh, and when I'm, uh, we're kind of forming a relationship, whether, where I'm telling you how I program athletes and you're telling me what you want out of a training program. I start with the inside out because all these and when I say inside out, I'm going to use the shoulder as an example. All of the things that we do in the shoulder, Americanas, Camoras, Omoplatas, all that stuff, it attacks the rotator cuff and the <clears> rotator cuff tendons. So it, I, I am going to prioritize rotator cuff work earlier on in a strength training program. And then I'm going to build some global strength around it. So like you're going to see a ton of rotator cuff strengthening things for me mm-hmm. because i believe in having That's strong so cuffs smart makes so much sense so and i see this a lot with shoulders i had that that post that we were kind of talking about earlier today i see this a lot with shoulders particularly shoulders are really really grumpy shoulders can be really grumpy when you have like a shoulder like when you sprain your shoulder or something that's one of those things that is it lasts a while i Um, i'm well aware and so when you have shoulders are kind of crazy because they've got so much mobility around them that um, anytime that that cuff gets screwed up it affects the entire shoulder and neck so those two are go together but where shoulders get kind of funky is with sleep shoulders have this strange capacity this strange thing with them where they always affect your sleep because some people sleep on their sides where maybe they're sleeping like this or mm-hmm. um, whatever maybe they sleep like this whatever it is shoulders have a strange ability to affect sleep and when you're as everybody knows when sleep is affected then that affects your ability to heal, but it also affects uh, your day-to-day life yeah. because I'm losing sleep. 
I can't cognitively function the way that I want to because I my I slept like shit last night. Mm-hmm. I got four hours of sleep. Now my shoulder's grumpy, which means I'm grumpy all day yeah. towards my significant other, my dogs, my cats, my coworkers. My jujitsu certainly is affected because I can't play half guard on my right side because I can't lay on my right shoulder, mm-hmm. which that limits my game. Anytime somebody snatches, even if somebody even looks at my shoulder, I'm tapping, <laughs> yeah. which pisses me off, you know, and <laughs> yeah. that cycle continues oh, 100%. every, uh, all the time. And so when, so I see a lot of this stuff with shoulders. And so when I see these posts about people that are like, I've had this stuff, especially with shoulders, I know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's a cost benefit analysis of how much should you train and can you train? What should I be doing off the mats? Should I just rest it? If I just rest it, most times, I hate to say it, most times with shoulders, rest is most time not the answer yeah um and so then well i'm just gonna rest for three or four weeks i'm not gonna go to the gym and let it go most times that never resolves no negative spiral ensues go back to the gym shoulder gets worse yeah so i i mean the, the these are stories i'm not making this up like oh no th- these are stories that, that i sounds hear com- that sounds common. constantly yeah okay so um, I just am. You got a lot of work to do, bud. I got a lot of work to do. That's where. <laughs> that's where I. That's where I was like, okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to at least get some some more messaging back about this because clearly there's more. There's yeah. more need for this. So. Um, so it's, it's it's just. It's just so common, you know, it's just so common. So people don't have the skills to address it. And that's just what happens. You know, they, they're winging it or, you know, web and web MD, you know, they're getting yeah. online and they're, I mean, I've been guilty of it in the past too, but I'm a little bit more cautious and skilled and knowing what the heck's going on with my body these year, these last several years. So, um, it's all you can do, but even with you, it's like, you know, uh, the regular Joe Schmo on the street, he's training, he hurts his shoulder. What if, if rest, like you even said, a lot of times rest, and I know this too, I've had people come into our shop and they're like, man, I haven't been doing anything with this shoulder. That's just not getting better, you know? So if you don't know anybody and you don't know any better, mm-hmm. what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. Here's what I did before I did jujitsu. I had those issues. I went and what a, a regular person would think he would do is go to a doctor. So then my doctor sent me to like an orthopedic guy. Mm-hmm. And guess what that guy did? He did surgery on both shoulders. Referred, referred, to, you, referred yeah. you to surgery. Yeah. When, yeah. And I got him scoped out. Mm-hmm. I would probably never do that today. I just, I didn't do any therapy. Like it wasn't even, I was just not, this is like, I don't even know, 15 years ago, probably. And my shoulders were always, I could not even lay in the bed. They were hurting all the time. And I was just overuse, but it got to a point where I would, it was from lifting and it was from doing, I know exactly what it was from doing too. I was doing like 
a lot of back in those days, I would do like tricep extensions with like a curl bar mm-hmm. overhead. Like those skull crushers? Yeah. I would do a lot of those <laughs> and just, I would do like heavy shoulder presses and stuff. And it got to where they were just, there was like an impingement. Mm-hmm. I had impingements on both. For, I, got, I got them done at different times. Um, but I, I would rest. I would stop lifting, rest. I would try to lift around it, but it was your shoulders. There's nothing like. Mm-hmm. I wasn't smart enough to do therapy and do things like you've taken me through to heal my knee. Things like that, where you're starting off at the base and you're building it up. You're doing different. There was none of that, you know? I had a weightlifting mm-hmm. book or whatever. Like there wasn't as much information online. I just wasn't as intelligent about it. So I just thought I'd, this would fix it. I did fix it, by the way. But what was happening was I would lift, aggravate them. Everything I did in life from picking up my kid to working, I was, I, I was worked all the time, full-time job, obviously. Everything would hurt it, aggravate it again. I'd rest it, think it was better. I'd lift, do something that I think wouldn't even hurt it, I'd aggravate it. It's just... I mean, what they told me was like this bone that goes over the socket the was limited. Yeah. I had limited space in there compared to others, whatever that means. So they shaved the underside of that. So they don't do that much anymore. I don't ever have shoulder problems since then. Yeah. Um, at all. I mean, unless I might have hurt my so- shoulder getting like in my jujitsu career, you know, getting Kamorit or something or I don't know. But I don't recall ever. It's never been like a my my things that are constant for me, for the most part, is like tendonitis of the elbows. Like that's been the constant. I'm always fighting that at some, you know, right now they feel fine. But, you know, because I'm just either you're fighting off Kimuras or you're if I'm playing top top half, people are always trying to Kimura or grabbing your arm mm-hmm. and just grabbing grips in the gi. You know, it's like a lot of people have that ten, the tender. Yeah tenderness in here and then compound that if you're lifting with that and that's also something i experienced recently i was just i told you i trained a bunch the other day i was like the next day i was sore i feel really great now but the next day saturday my tendonitis was really super sore on the inside of my elbows both of them and what it was was the day before i trained jujitsu and a bunch of that and then saturday or like the next day or something, I did some curls at the gym. I went to the gym and trained a little bit really light because I was sore, but just the combination of that the following day. So it was like the combination of all those things. Right. So that's the Mm -hmm. balance. It's like, it wasn't smart for me to do that. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but then like the next day I had 10 and super tender in there. Thankfully, because I was kind of concerned. I'm like, man, this is really sore. But now I'm, I'm didn't stick around. As we're talking, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm feeling fine. So, um, so again, flared up at that moment. But and I, I mean, the shoulder thing. I probably would have went back and did. I would definitely have done. Tried to do some more. Just so many more options now. I don't know. I would have done different. Totally different. I didn't stretch. I never. I never. I was just being more stupid doing stuff in the gym and and not really just maintenance man it's just if you're gonna be an athlete you gotta maintain you know it requires maintenance yeah it's not you know it's not uh you know athletes don't they don't just go do their sport and then go home right like they have 
they have maintenance things that it, they it have almost, to do. It's almost like jujitsu requires you to be an athlete, you know, in a way. Because totally. Most You're of doing us, athletic most, most of us start. Most people that start, not most, but a lot of people that start. I'll see new white belts posting on BJJ fanatics. They got their first stripe and stuff. It's like, oh, that person, you know, they didn't ever do anything yeah. before. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean they can't do jujitsu and not be athletic. But what I think it means is that people know, or the sport itself requires you to be athletic, requires that. Because the more you do it, if you're going to do it consistently, you're going to lose weight. Your body's going to transform. It requires it. If you're not going to do these things and you're not going to press forward, you end up quitting or you mm-hmm. just don't advance. But it goes back to what we were saying. The most competent and physical people on the mat, they're doing, most of them are doing some type of building up their body, right? Yeah. And it's this whole balancing act that we've been talking about this whole time. But as you train, you know, we have a bunch of master listeners that are in their master's 30 years and up. Man, you it doesn't get any easier. The no. balancing act becomes more difficult. And yeah. all, as does your life, you know, as I can say this, I mean, you're you have more responsibilities as you, you know, mm-hmm. if you're having families, you know, you're having kids and your relationships and you have all this stuff to balance. It's different if you're just a 20-year-old kid coming out, you know, going to college and training on the side. I mean, everyone has different experiences, right? But my point is, is as you get your body gets older, man, you really got to, I'm trying to just keep mine optimized as much as possible. So for me, and I've talked about this on the show, I, I like finding that balance and just can just every day waking up, doing the same that, you know, making sure I hit those goals for the week, mm-hmm. three, three and three, three and three days. If I, you know, yeah. if I want to do more or I want to do an open mat. It, for me personally, I have to consider how hard I'm going to train. Is it going to affect? I don't want to go to open mat and do a bunch of rounds on a Saturday, and which I would love to. Okay, but you have mm-hmm. to consider this. At 47, I'm just putting this out there. I mean, it's this isn't going to be the same for somebody that's 27 that's listening, or somebody that's 17 that's listening, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't want to put myself going into the next week injured. So that here we go again. I'm fighting that now on Monday, I'm supposed to be doing jujitsu and I, I'm hurting or, you know what I mean? And it goes that down, totally. downward spiral, just like you talked yep. about. And so it doesn't even have to be with an injury that can just be with your training. And, that, that, I'm, and I'm saying I might not get injured in the an open mat, but maybe I'm just, my body's wrecked. Yep. You know, cause you can still, and I told you this before the show, but I haven't been training. I have not been in that mode for a couple months, you know, injuries. I had COVID. Um, it, I did, I was shocked on how sore I was after open mat the other day. Cause I thought I was still, I was still going, I was still teaching in the gym. I still roll once in a while here and you know, nothing really hard though. And nothing repetitive. Like I haven't done more than a couple rolls a day, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but on open matter went a couple hours, you know, hour and a yeah. half. So <laughs> the next day I was so sore, man. I was, I was almost like, damn, this feels like I'm a, I'm a beginner, like really sore. Like my whole body, I was like, oh my God, thankfully I bounced back. So that was Saturday. I was sore. Today's, today's Monday when we're recording this episode. Um, and I feel, I feel a lot better, but you know, I also do hot sauna. I do cryo. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to f- 
forget to mention those things, you know, because it's so ingrained in what I do, but I do think I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I mean, there's something about the dedication, hundred percent. That's the first thing to do it. I've been doing some kind of strength training. Now, don't get me wrong. There's been times where I've taken several months, like maybe when my kid was born, I was, you know, or one of my kids was born. Maybe I was sloughed off. I didn't even work out for eight months. There has been Mm -hmm. times like that. But for the most part, it's been every month, my whole life. You know, I've been doing something like even weight training, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not a guy that goes in there and throws up tons of weight. Mm-hmm. I just like practical strength stuff that's not going to injure yep. me in the gym, you know? So a lot of isolation exercises, you know, and of course I like doing kettlebell stuff. If you know what you're doing, I have some clubs I swing from time to time, mm-hmm. but there's so much you can do. But the thing for me is like the, that I see being a little bit wise in this area, people don't stick with anything. Yep. It's all about the consistency. I always tell people, Good job. You made it two weeks. Come back in six months and then come back in a year. I want to see a six month and a year. In a year, you're going to be a completely different person if you're going, let's take strength. If you've never done strength training and you get a trainer and you start with two, day, two days a week even, and then you go to three and by six months, you're three or four days a week. Maybe one day you're doing, let's just take a regular simple gym plan, a cardio, you're on the bike. The other three days, you're spending 45 minutes doing a machine workout. In one year, totally. you're going to advance so much and feel so much better and have so much more strength one year. But people cannot. I've seen so many people fail at that one. They cannot do it. That's why the gyms are so busy in January and so much less busy the following month or two. In December. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or in March. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, jiu-jitsu can be, it can be said the same about that. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm just, my point is, is like, get on, get, no matter how, what your age, get on that plan. And I'm proud of, I have students that I've seen now that they're more consistent in class. They're more, they're more, they're more than me now. You know, it's like, but no matter if it's a jujitsu, if it's an all around thing, just get on a plan and like, and we've said this so many times on podcasts, do something that you're able to do if you're starting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to come, I, the guy, here's a report back on that guy. I don't know. We talked about episodes ago about the white belt that came in. He said, I'm going to train every day. And we told him three yeah. days a week. Make sure you come. And you show back up? No. No. So another one bites the dust. <laughs> but, but, you know, my point is, is like, he had the mentality of like, oh, I'm going to do so much. And I just knew. I'm like, no, you're not. Like people don't understand their own limitations sometimes. And yeah. Their own mental limitations. Because I have them. I've been motivated like every day and still sometimes it's like your mind's telling you don't do that or don't go work out or let's be lazy, you know? So that guy, hopefully he's picked it up somewhere else, but I, I personally don't think he's been training anymore, but that's, you know, that's what happens in jujitsu. It's not for everyone. Yes. It's really, really hard. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, we forget about being, being around it so much. You forget about how hard it is, but, Mm-hmm. And let's say you're an upper belt, purple, brown belt. You've been in the game for a long time. Any of our listeners, black belt, of course, go pay close attention to like someone that's really new. That's maybe like two or three months in and they're really trying hard and look how hard it is for them. Mm-hmm. Because in your mind, you watch them and I do this as a coach. And I'm like, 
there's you see the endless opportunities of what they can do mm-hmm. right you just see it all yeah at our level i mean you you know let's say they don't even have their guard locked up or something they just have an, a sloppy open guard that's not even really open guard they just have their legs yeah. open like where are you going to start you know it's so much and the beauty of jiu-jitsu is that after time and after reps you start making those pathways and make you know making your own game and start learning the language you know i don't think i've ever referred to it more i in this part of my career in jiu-jitsu i'm like i feel like i'm learning so much because i did a lot of study this last year a ton of study like i've studied a lot i watch a lot of videos and a lot of competition matches and it's like a language and there's people mm-hmm. that are really fluent in it and i'm not there you know yeah but I, I feel like i have a good understanding of it and now, you know, it, it goes at levels, as you know, you might be a blue belt, but you're super skilled and you know, this one particular guard or position, that's great. But your instructor who's been a black belt for 20 years knows that from most positions, you know, mm-hmm. and there's still stuff that that person's learning. The game is yeah. still developing now as we speak. So, um, it really is a language, but going back to the white belt, just go watch a white belt, you know, and it'll actually give you some appreciation on how far you've come to be honest, yeah. you know, cause it's a fucking hard road. It's really hard. And a lot of people drop out. And so it, let's say you are new to jujitsu or you're in that phase that, you know, maybe you're in the honeymoon phase or you're in the first year or so, just stick with it, make a plan. And the more consistent, it's like everything with, the more time on the mat really is, mm-hmm. you know, you can study a lot on your own, but especially being new, you got to get out there and get some roles and put this stuff in play. The biggest part of your journey when you're new is you have to be on the mat because yeah. you, you, you just can't get, There's a blue, no way you can't get it. an online blue belt. It doesn't make any sense and it doesn't matter. So you have to, uh, you have to experience the roles. So, you know, you set, set those, weekly goals and i think my point was to all this is like no matter your age just get in that groove try it for a while and try to like see what advances you make because man i've been in that groove where i feel i know i'm not there right now but there's been times where i'm just like working out every day and i've gotten to this pace where i'm like i feel like unstoppable honestly mm-hmm. and those are the best times i perform in the gym but there those those things have escaped me in the last few months so i don't know if i'm freaking out or if i'm like i'm getting too old like it's it is like that though like for somebody that's been in that group you have to stay in it like you know what i mean totally and then so and that might be might not be at a high level but just get in some type of rhythm and pattern so that any thing that gets thrown your way you can measure and then understand which way to go forward that's right I think that's yep. probably a good way to like summarize it because if you don't have the baseline, you don't know what you're up against. Mm-hmm. You never had that elbow injury. You train training jujitsu for three months. That's going to be different than somebody that's an elite athlete that yep. got some tendonitis on their elbow. And you'd probably have different advice for both of them, you know? So man, you got to like find your baseline, get some physicality and then just stick with it and maybe set some goals for this new year. I think we'll, we'll, uh, in the next couple episodes, we'll maybe have an episode on Wes giving us some advice on some goal setting. And he's, I know he's been planning a lot for his business, you know, business goals, but also, you know, performance goals in jujitsu. I think it's important. Um, 
I have some goals for myself this year. I've already been thinking about it and I'm usually not one to set new year's resolutions, but I, this is a year where I'm like, I feel like these last few months require it because I've been less yeah. disciplined. I don't feel myself lately at all. Um, so I think I'm just going to be even kick it up a notch with health, healthier, more committed, more, more committed to exercise and physicality because although I mostly feel good, there's a lot of stretching I could do a lot more mm -hmm. yoga type activities. Flexibilities needs to be huge for me at this point. So everybody probably maybe be thinking about that and uh, we'll pick that up in the next episode or two before the new year. Yeah. Does yep. that sound good? Cool, man. Well, you got All anything right, else? Brother. I got nothing. Good, I got nothing. Good topic as always. And uh, everybody go out and support our podcast we uh we've been really busy lately guys and gals support west at the bjj physio go check it out on instagram he's got a website um rollunion.com is my apparel company you can uh you can order some stuff we should probably have some christmas deals coming up next month in december if you missed out on the black friday which went well um we got some new rash guards in there and yeah, you got the new ranked rash, ranked rash guards, right? Yeah, we got ranked rash guards. I got a couple short sleeve ones, black, different styles. Man, I got some good response on them already. And uh, I love them. Man. I made them so that they're real comfortable. So um, you can also order. A, there's a pre-order out there. If you want, you can take a look at the uniform gi um, insider information. That one will be available for the next couple months, probably be stocked for a little bit, um, but limited supply. And then after that, we'll have a couple new, uh, like limited edition, limited release pre-orders, which means I got a couple really sick designs being made. So those will come out in the beginning of 2021. You can order one in your own size and we'll go from there. Support those two. If you're in Tempe or the AZ area, go to Chill Fit Cryo. It's my cryotherapy spa. We do a lot of jujitsu athletes. Uh, we take care of a lot of people, a lot of combat professionals and amateurs, um, fighters. Had a couple boxers in there that were on a card this last weekend. Um, there's always MMA guys in there. A lot of jujitsu. Mm -hmm. It's funny sometimes. Uh, it's it's uh, this is our slower time of year, so it's a great time to get in there. You know, get in there, and we have. Right now, we have amazing specials. If you're listening to this, you can get really good deals. We have Black Friday deals going on in there. But it's funny because sometimes I've had it to where, and this isn't a place where with cryo, the services are pretty quick. So the longest thing, the longest thing that you can do in there is do like a compression massage. So we mm -hmm. hook up Normatech boots. You lay there for 30 minutes, really relaxing. You almost everyone falls asleep. It's super relaxing. Helps circulation in your legs and lymphatic drainage all that all that jazz you've seen the normatex mm -hmm. yeah um so everyone's in and out but at times you have people you know some people doing normatex some people would be doing cryo and there's been times where like three different groups or people were all jujitsu athletes and they're all from different gyms that's, awesome. that's happened multiple times. So it's funny because that's how many jujitsu athletes need. First of all, it caps off this topic. We get injured a lot. So uh, it's part of the, basically the reason why I thought that would be a good business to start. And uh, it's turned out well in the jujitsu community for sure. We have a lot of 
just being putting cold on your tent on your inflammation turns out it works pretty well you know it does not it's not something that is going to heal major injuries but um think of some of our services like if you have especially with like tendonitis like i've done i've used this machine that blows that cold i've used it so many times on myself so many i can't count because if i just get a little bit of inflammation in my elbow i just go and hit that thing i'll hit it for like three Mm -hmm. days straight it's like five minutes of cold vapor on there gone And, and sometimes in one treatment so mm. it just tells me it's just inflammation, you know, and that's yeah. why ice packs work. You're feeling the pain and you put an ice pack on there, you know, it's like cools everything down. That's the whole premise of it. This is just like gets deeper into the tissue. So uh, we got that. Um, anyway, awesome deals on those guys. Everyone else have a safe week of training and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the road to black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.